0: looking at improv poison question, but I like that one. Call poison control. Okay, never mind. Go to the hospital. Go to the hospital. Don't do improv. <laughs> a podcast in which we interview graduate students using pop culture references as a talking point. We'll discuss the science behind your favorite movies, games, and TV shows. Each episode will feature a new topic and a guest who will answer questions from our wonderful listeners. I'm Heidi, and today I'm here with Anne. Hello, everyone. How's your science doing today, Anne?
1: Oh, my what? Your science. Oh, no. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming along, as okay. always. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Someday you'll graduate, right? Yeah, that's a dream.
0: It's a dream. Um, someone else who's also living that dream is Anna Hopefully. Santos. <laughs> <laughs> Did I pronounce your last name correctly?
2: Uh, yeah, you, it's fine. Okay.
0: Uh-huh. Um, Anna Santos. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Welcome. Could you tell us a little bit about your research, please?
2: Uh, yeah so um, so for my thesis project I study how different types of cells in the brain talk to each other uh, and I do that during development so to see what signals they give each other on how to form connections so today we're <laughs> gonna
0: talk about a show um, that is very popular right now called Game of Thrones maybe you've heard of it
2: I know it's so popular that even I watched it oh my gosh. <laughs> <I actually> have- <laughs>
1: I have actually never watched it. I was like am? saying, I wasn't going to tell you guys because you're going to be mad. How <laughs> have you not watched it? I didn't have like a spare 40 hours to catch <laughs> up on. <laughs> it is like a full-time job to catch yeah, up. I thought, oh no, Game of Thrones, I'll just watch like the YouTube like summary and then it's just, it didn't happen. So. The YouTube summary is still 40 hours, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was So if you guys don't mind... I'm probably the only person in the whole world <laughs> that hasn't seen it, but no, my parents never watched. Oh, okay. So <laughs> for me and for Anna's parents, <laughs> could I get just a really quick like 2-second summary, I guess? Oh, Cuz we're going to talk about it in relation to poisons, right? Yes. So I assume yes. just a ton of people get poisoned. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Okay. These See, I know couple. I've seen it basically. Yeah, I think yeah, that's all you need so to know, right? Do people get poisoned? All right. I'm interested. <laughs>
0: game of thrones how to explain game of thrones concisely so (laughs) basically there's a series of kingdoms that make up a giant unified kingdom that's even that's already wrong kingdom
2: yes each kingdom has like a family that rules Mm -hmm. and then there's the iron throne which Mm -hmm. is like for the king of all the kingdoms Mm -hmm. and so all the families are fighting for the ah, okay. yeah. Iron Throne.
1: The Iron Throne is actually makes an appearance in Parks and Rec as well. Oh, So d- oh, I am right. familiar oh. with it. <laughs> that's right. So I do know about that. <laughs> and why
0: it's like a okay. birthday present. So they're
1: all fighting, and then I guess poison's a good thing to use if you're fighting people. Exactly, yeah. Oh, yeah if a you lot want to like kill
2: people
0: off,
1: mm-hmm. poison would be a yeah, good option. Yeah, <laughs>
0: they're apparently very popular. Oh, huh. are yeah a good method apparently the best way to solve political intrigue is to just poison people and then get the position you want
1: oh is that what happens they're like like, oh it's
0: probably fine (laughs) (laughs) we'll just promote the poison no one will question (laughs) (laughs) this that's great yeah i think when anna and i were watching game of thrones we were wondering what is a poison how does that compare to other neurotoxins and i think anna's going to answer those questions for us very cool Okay, since so many people were poisoned in Game of Thrones, maybe let's take a look at some of the people who do get poisoned. So, first, one of the biggest ones. Okay, by the way, we need to take a moment and say, spoilers, if you don't (laughs) want Game of Thrones spoilers, you should probably stop listening right now because we have to talk about spoilers in order to talk about our topic today. So, first, one of the biggest poisonings that happened is with Joffrey at his wedding. Uh Uh-huh. What yeah. happens there? And that
1: was his wedding. Yeah, oh. yeah. Oh. so sad. Oh. It's um, so rude. <laughs> I haven't seen. I
0: know everyone hates him,
1: <laughs> but I haven't. But okay. Yeah, th- I, I think a lot of people were happy that he
2: died. You know? <laughs> like everyone was just like, "Oh my god, <laughs> this kid <laughs> finally." <laughs>
1: um.
2: So yeah, at his wedding, um, I forget what happens. He say he says something like, "My mouth is dry. Give me some wine." And he drinks some wine and then he starts like, there's like foam coming out of his mouth mm. and he starts like choking and then mm. he starts
1: like turning blue and mm. then he like falls over and dies. So his wine was poisoned then?
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, to be fair, that's that's my reaction every time I drink wine too. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <Yeah>. Turn purple? <laughs> Just turn Mine purple. To be a little less dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> you don't foam at the mouth? No one does this? Okay. <laughs> So what what could have happened in that case? Like what made him react that way? Um, yeah. So there's a um,
2: he was actually poisoned with the strangler. Um, the strangler. Yeah. So in Game of Thrones, there's a lot of like poisons, and they actually have names. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most of them are not like actual real world poisons. <laughs> So there's been like uh, people have like speculated about what the strangler could be, and so one of the things is cyanide, um, which Whoa. is like a really toxic chemical compound. And but cyanide is actually not a like a neurotoxin. Um, it actually binds to like um, oxygen in the blood to iron, mm. so it prevents like oxygen in the blood, um, and so you you basically
1: die of like lack of oxygen. I could see how that'd be similar to a strangler-like situation then, I guess.
0: Mm -hmm. And it seems like something like that would happen really quickly, right? And Joffrey Mm -hmm. keeled over really quickly.
1: Yeah, so
2: both cyanide and strychnine, which is the other possible chemical to Mm -hmm. be the strangler, um, they can both kill you like pretty fast within like minutes.
1: And cyanide, I've heard, where does this come from? I've heard of it, but I don't... If one wanted to find, (laughs) that's Um, a very sketchy question. Excuse me. (laughs) Let me rephrase that in a less less sketchy way.
2: (laughs) Isn't cyanide very common? Um, Yeah. So cyanide is just a chemical compound so it can actually be found in like the seeds of fruits
1: what yeah, uh-huh. i heard like apples or something oh. yeah Uh huh.
0: so i was told to not eat the seeds of a co- in the core of an apple but i thought that's because it would grow in my stomach yeah i
1: don't know
2: came. i'm pretty sure i have <laughs> eaten apple seeds oh. or something like that um there's apparently two different types of cyanide like oh. an organic one that that's what you find in like apples, uh-huh. and there's like an inorganic one, uh-huh. um, and the inorganic kind is the one that's more like poisonous. Ooh. So, hmm. yeah, it's okay to eat apples. Okay, okay I'm pretty <laughs> oh, <God>.
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's been 20 years. <laughs> the apple seed I eat. It's finally. Came.
1: And so, just because I haven't seen it. I'm very interested now. Sounds like a good show. So, who, <laughs> who poisoned Joffrey? Like, what? Oh, oh. do you, do they know? Or? Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> and you gotta watch show.
1: Go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why watch
0: it when
2: I can have you guys tell me everything? Uh, yeah. So it's Olenna Tyrell, which is actually like the grandmother of oh. the bride
1: he's mm-hmm. That's Yeah, and her. It's
2: actually like. Um, I don't know, It's kind of, he, she does it in a convoluted way. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the poison is actually like in Sansa's necklace, and she like takes a little piece off of it and then pours it into Joffrey's wine. Yeah. But it's actually Tyrion who actually gives the wine to Joffrey, so they actually point at him and everyone thinks
1: that it was uh, him. Yeah. yeah, so she like framed him sort of. Yeah. What's
0: interesting about Elena's situation is that she also gets poisoned later on.
2: Yeah. Mm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. yeah. Did uh huh. Yeah. Does she get
0: poisoned with the same thing or something? No, different?
2: I don't think so. Okay. Because. Um, she's poisoned by Jaime Lannister, mm-hmm. which is actually Joffrey's father. Oh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a lot of yeah. family relationships. Family fighting. There's family issues <laughs> in the show. In-law problems. <laughs> 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 um, and, yeah, when uh, he gives her the poison, she asks if it's going to hurt or if it's going to be painful, um, and he says no. Oh. So
1: she knows she's getting poisoned? She does. Yeah. She's and a she badass. She still drinks the poison. She does. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he just like walks into the room and like oh, drinks
2: like over like two glasses of wine and then he uh, like pours the poison into
1: one. That's a power move, uh, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I think,
2: I think Jamie Lannister and his like army uh, were invading like her castle.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah.
2: Um and so she was gonna die. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. And this is the nicest like, way to go. Okay, yeah. I guess if it's painless, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Huh. And that's actually she tells him that she kills she
1: killed Joffrey. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So could you just tell us a little bit more about strychnine, like what it does? And I know this isn't actually in Game of Thrones, but as a similar poison to what killed Joffrey.
2: Yeah, it's. um, I think it's actually a pesticide. Um, But it comes from a tree from, like, the South Asia, I think. Some kind of tropical tree. But it actually blocks, like, an inhibitory neurotransmitter. Um, So what happens is that you just end up with, like, too much excitation. Yeah, so people can have, like, seizures... And eventually, because like your muscles lose control, mm. um, you can't breathe. So they have like shortness of breath. Like Joffrey was like
1: grabbing his throat. Yeah.
2: So I think people end up dying from like asphyxia.
1: So is strychnine a
2: neurotoxin? Uh, yeah. So it acts on the nervous system. Uh, so it acts on inhibi- It blocks an inhibitory neurotransmitter. So neurons talk to each other by neurotransmitters and there are excitatory neurotransmitters, which make other neurons fire, and there's like inhibitory neurotransmitter, which um, sort of put the, the brakes on that excitation. Um, and so since it blocks an inhibitory neurotransmitter, um, it increases excitation, mm. so.
0: You said it's increasing excitation. What's the significance of increasing or decreasing either excitation or inhibition? What does that mean as far as what's happening in the brain
2: um yeah so if you increase excitation too much um it can cause seizures oh. convulsions um you lose control of the muscles for example oh, okay hmm
1: that sounds bad did yeah. was jeffrey like seizing and stuff or i don't remember i think i he haven't just... had the pleasure of watching <laughs> his death yet <laughs> i don't think so
2: yeah i don't think so he either Kind of under control. Under control? Like he was like, oh! Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> he choking. choking yeah, true. Yeah. So oh. it can cause like shortness of breath. Okay. Um, and it can... A lot of people with like poisons, they die by asphyxia um, oh. because they lose control of the f- diaphragm and
1: the muscles that um, make you breathe. Uh, oh, I didn't and know that. And so, I mean, these... Toxins we've been talking about are bad, obviously, but I've heard can't we use some neurotoxins as medicines? Um, yeah, actually, a pretty common one is Botox. Mm, or yes, Heidi's very familiar, yeah. apparently.
0: <laughs> I am actually because it's um, been used for migraines before, anyways. Oh, I didn't actually Fun fact. know that. Cool.
2: Uh, <laughs> it's also used very commonly for like wrinkles and stuff, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, but aside from cosmetic uh, uses, it's used very commonly to in patients with things like cerebral palsy mm. um, to control muscle tone. Hmm.
0: Are there any other types of neurotoxins that are used as medicines?
2: Atropine is kind of cool. Okay. Because cool. Mm. Um, that's why I like, had it in a few different
1: places and okay. I forget.
2: But it's used as um, uh, it's an antidote. To like another toxin, but hmm. atropine can be a toxin in itself.
0: What? So atropine can be used as an antidote, but it can also be used as well. I don't. I shouldn't say used. It can also be a poison too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take one <a> note. could <laughs> use a poison as a poison.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. So there's this plant, the nightshade. Mm-hmm. Um, it has like a couple of substances in it that make it poisonous, mm-hmm. and one of them is atropine. Hmm. Oh my gosh.
1: And I've heard besides for like medicinal reasons, I know a lot of toxins are used as like scientific tools. Mm-hmm. So could you tell us a little bit about some of those toxins? Um, yeah. So one of those is tetrodotoxin or
2: TTX. Um, and TTX comes from the puffer fish mm. or fugu. Mm. Um, and it's very popular because of that
1: and because people eat these fish. Oh, um, yeah, I've heard of that. They go to restaurants to eat the poisonous mm-hmm. puffer fish. Yeah,
0: and there's, like, a specialized chef to prepare, right? Yeah, like they train. so
2: they actually, they huh. have to train for, like, two years oh. to be able to serve the fish because they have to be able to
1: remove the toxin yeah. from the fish. And is the toxin, like, all throughout the fish or is it, like, secluded to a specific area?
2: Um, it's in a few different places. Hmm. So it's in the liver and,
1: like gonads, and I think a couple of other places. So you're paying money to maybe be poisoned, yeah. <laughs> basically, that makes no it's, sense uh, to me. It's
2: actually kind of controversial, because I think my understanding is that people actually want like a little bit of Poison? Really? <laughs> oh uh huh.
0: Does it add flavor? What does it add? No. <laughs> Excitement like so, so to your life, Heidi. <laughs> <obviously. laughs>
2: so the poison actually can make like your your mouth tingle, and that's actually one of the first signs of like if you get poisoned with TTX. Oh. That's one of the first signs. But I think people actually want to like experience that one oh, day eat a fish. And I think recently people have um, actually grown pufferfish in like what do you call it Um, in captivity. Yeah. Uh, So the toxin comes from bacteria that invade the fish.
0: Okay. So
2: people have tried to grow the fish without the bacteria, Mm. so that they could make. Puffer fish; they are not toxic.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. but
2: I think people are not very happy about that because then it's like, oh, what's the point of eating yeah. the fish <laughs> if there's there's no no de- toxic? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You yeah. don't even for the taste of the fish. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, what's the mechanism behind this poison that's in the puffer fish, the tetrodotoxin? Um, so,
2: tetrodotoxin it blocks sodium channels. Mm. Uh, and sodium channels are necessary for the propagation of action potentials. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how neurons
1: communicate with each oh, other. Okay. So, if this tetrodotoxin, if you eat it in a puffer fish or whatever, your neurons stop talking to each other? Yeah, basically. Oh, you lose. Wow. It um, seems like an important function of neurons. You <laughs> lose a lot
2: of that inhibition and excitation. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it, causes, it can cause like cardi- cardiac arrhythmias. So your heart gets like confused, hmm. oh. and it also impairs like the signals that go down to your muscles, mm. that and really that's why bad. people feel like shortness of breath.
1: And so, besides pufferfish, are there any other animals that have tetrodotoxin in it? Yeah. So
2: um, tetrodotoxin in the pufferfish um, doesn't come from the pufferfish itself. They don't make the toxin. Hmm. It actually comes from bacteria that get into the fish.
0: Whoa. Whoa. Um,
2: But there's other animals that also have TTX, um, like the blue ringed octopus, oh, so yeah. it's, they're very pretty. They have like oh, these I've seen, yeah. blue rings
1: like all over
2: their tentacles. They're so cute. Oh, they're <laughs> toxic. Uh-huh. They, they're know. really toxic.
0: So they <laughs> have a lot of TTX too. I feel so betrayed.
1: They're so <laughs> cute. So could you, I've heard of picrotoxin as well being used as a tool in the lab. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about what picrotoxin is and how we use it for research? Yes, yeah, so picrotoxin, it's a GABA receptor blocker. So
2: that inhibition is uh, received via GABA blockers, for example. Um, and so picotoxin blocks those. So you know, if you're studying different types of neurotransmission and you want to look just at excitatory transmission, for example, you can block inhibition using picotoxin.
1: And then just finally another one that I've kind of just heard about in passing uh, toxin. what is yeah. that one? And do we use that in research?
2: We do. Um, so toxin actually comes from snake venom. Oh. So it's kind of cool. That is cool. Um, but it binds to acetylcholine receptors. Um, and this is kind of important. And so it's used to study the NMJ a lot, which is the neuromuscular junction, mm-hmm. which is how signals from your nervous system get to your muscles. Okay. Uh, so it's really useful. Um, and the, uh, acetylcholine is one of the major neurotransmitter at the neuromuscular junction. Oh, okay.
0: So I have also heard of some other toxins, believe it or not. Um, what is cholerotoxin toxin?
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. So toxin comes from a bacteria, which is the same bacteria that caused cholera, uh-huh. like that disease that killed a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, in science, we use it as a retrograde tracer. So you can hmm. label neurons um, and their projections in the brain so that you know where they go. Um, and you can also label certain structures
1: within the neurons. That's cool. So we use a lot of toxins just in the lab. Yeah, <laughs> <they're laughs> use <useful. it> <laughs> like <laughs> dermatotoxin, <laughs> picotoxin, mm-hmm. fungotoxin, toxin. Damn. Oh live a life of danger (laughs) living on the edge
0: (laughs) are there any um synthetic toxins that are around as well
2: uh yeah um so not that we use in the lab okay but there's like sarin Uh Um, i've heard of that one yeah it's uh really toxic but it's actually a synthetic compound so it doesn't come from a living animal like all these other toxins we talked about. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, but it's like a weapon of mass destruction because oh it can kill even at very low concentrations and even in, at a small concentration. Oh. Uh, and so, like I just talked about acetylcholine, that that was the main neurotransmitter at, between the nerves and the muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, so sarin actually acts at, blocks the degradation of acetylcholine so mm-hmm. that you get too much signal going into your muscles. Hmm.
0: Is there an antidote? Because that sounds terrifying. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, there is, which is uh, atropine, uh, which we also use in the lab, oh. for example, as a anesthesia for lab animals. Hmm. Surgeons can also use it to control yeah. heart rate of the patients when okay. they have surgery. Yeah, hmm. And it also calms the muscles. Oh, okay but atropine um, is interesting because it can also be a poison yeah so it comes from the nitrate plant mm-hmm. which has like poisonous berries <sighs> that, you know if you eat them um, it actually causes like crazy delirium and hmm. hallucinations.
1: Can you tell us a little bit about the tetanus toxin and what that is and how it works? So you probably know that because you have to get like a tetanus chart every like, yeah.
2: few years. Mm-hmm. Um, so tetanus toxin is made by bacteria that are like in the soil. Um, and so that's why it's important to get the vaccine. So if you get like a a bruise or a cut that might have been in contact with soil or something, something dirty, for Mm -hmm. example. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's to prevent to get um, tetanus, tetanus toxin. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Um, what happens if you do get this tetanus toxin?
2: Yeah, so you can get like muscle spasms and seizures. Um, so remember I was talking about GABA, mm-hmm. um, tetanus toxin blocks um, GABA release, which is mm-hmm. another inhibitory neurotransmitter. Mm-hmm. So if you block inhibition, you get too much excitation. So oh, right. that's yeah. why you can like spasm.
0: Hmm. I see. All right. Sounds scary. Yeah. Um, speaking of scary. <laughs> so um, I remember in Game of Thrones, another guy who got poisoned was the Mountain. And he specifically got poisoned while fighting everyone's favorite character, character Oberyn. God, I can't even say his name. It was a horrible fight. It was. It was horrible. so gruesome. And And it was so prolonged. (laughs) Just kill him already. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Just kill him. But so Oberyn didn't win that fight, unfortunately, but he did get a hit to the mountain, right? He stabbed Mm
2: him. yeah. And I think his spear was actually poisoned. Yeah. So that's why the mountain. He actually gets poisoned. Oh, okay. Um, and I think what the poison does, um, it had like manticore venom in it. Oh, okay. Uh, which is a mythical creature. What? Uh-huh. They are. <laughs> I think. <so. laughs>
1: Taking <a> notes. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Pufferfish real. Manticore is not real.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um. But so, yeah, it's kind of a weird poison because I think what it does, it, it makes all of your, your wounds, like, decay. Oh. So, like, oh. all the bruises and everything that he got, like, mm-hmm. during the fight just sort of, like, became dead tissue. Oh.
0: Ew. And it takes him a long time to really, for anything to really happen to him, right? Like, he doesn't die. Yeah, it doesn't happen, of.
2: like, right away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he doesn't die from it. Mm-hmm.
0: Um... Okay, so we have a question from one of our listeners um, at Varklin, who's always sending us the best questions. And he did actually send us this question for the last episode. Um, But since it's a two-parter on neurotoxins, we thought Anna would also like to answer it. Um, So what are some of the most frightening naturally occurring neurotoxins? Jellyfish. Oh, That's a
2: fish. That's not a neurotoxin. But um, I (laughs) think jellyfish or certain species of jellyfish are the most poisonous Uh animals. I don't know that they actually use neurotoxins. I Mm. think it's just a really powerful venom that they use. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then there's the most uh, poisonous vertebrate, which is the golden poison frog. Um, And so, those I think they use a neurotoxin. Um, It's called batrachotoxin. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Batrachotoxin. Hmm. Uh, And so, these are sort of like similar to TTX. Deter the toxin that we talked before because they also act on sodium channels, mm-hmm. which are necessary to uh, propagate action potentials for nerves to talk to each other or to the muscle.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: so what happens um, if you get these toxins is that you can't transmit signals to the muscles.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So nowhere is safe. No. no. The water is <laughs> full of jellyfish. Yeah. The land's full of frogs. Yeah, What mm-hmm. the heck? Just stay in lab. <laughs> go out to the woods. The lab's full of toxins. Yeah. Too. Just Yeah, Yes. Stay in bed. Yes. That's the only safe place. So for our final question, Anna, in your expert opinion, if you could Not be expert. any poisonous animal or plant, I guess, which one would you be and why? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think poisonous plants are oh. pretty cool, too. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. um was specific. Yeah,
2: we didn't talk about poisonous plants very much, but I think they're kind of sneaky. Like oh, insects, yeah. just like sort of like seed on them, and they like eat them, yeah, or something like that. So they're kind of sneaky. Of I think plants. I would be a poisonous plant. Oh, I like that. oh
0: what about <laughs> what about you, Heidi? <laughs> oh man, I would be a snake. Mm. I'd be a venomous snake you
1: wanted a venomous mm. snake didn't you
0: i looked at one and then didn't want it because it was venomous, <laughs> yeah. so. that's probably the right choice yeah <laughs> but if you could be a venomous if snake. i could be a venomous snake yeah just bask in the sun all day and then when i get hungry be like all right time to go do my thing and then no one no one wants to touch you because everyone's scared of you that's, <laughs> that's all i want in this life <laughs> just to be left alone <laughs> just to be left alone <laughs> that's i don't know if that's a good answer but Anyways, Anne, what would you choose? Gosh, I don't know. I like,
1: I really like jellyfish. We just were pulling up pictures to, like, look them up, and they're so, like, cool and cute. Yeah. And some of them look like they have faces. (laughs) So maybe I'd be that poisonous jellyfish. Just, the box jellyfish? Yeah, do jellyfish oh. things all day. I don't <laughs> know why they're so poisonous. They don't need to eat that much. Yeah, they do <laughs> So I like the excessiveness of them as maybe well. Maybe they just need space like Heidi. Yeah, yeah you know,
2: that's They just true. want people to stay away they from They want a reputation. Yeah, <laughs> <like that>.
0: Respect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So Anne has, or Anna has the forest, it sounds like. Anne has the water, and I have the desert. Yeah. You well, can oh, also go yeah. into the forest a little can bit. can
1: coexist. Yeah. 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 <laughs> all right,
0: all right. Well, on that note, thank you for joining us today, Anna. Thank you. <laughs> do you have any uh, social media where people can find you and ask you questions? Uh, I'm on
1: Twitter. Mm.
0: but Yeah, you my handle
2: is at AnnaBTL.
0: If you'd like to learn more about our guest's research or the topics that were covered in today's episode, check out our website at cinemasciencepodcast.com. You can find us collectively on Twitter at CinemaSciCast, and you can find Heidi at PandaBumHa. Anne doesn't have a Twitter, but her dog Hubble sure does. You can find him at Hubble Gibson. Our intro and outro music was composed by Kagan Breitenbach. You can find more information about him at our website, but also check out his personal website at KaganBreitenbach.com. The first season of Cinema Science was graciously funded by the University of Utah's Neuroscience Initiative. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Bye!